Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Be Bold, Transform, You Do Matter. And today I'm going to have a very special guest. Her name is Lori Lozano. She's such an out-of-the-box thinker and goes straightforward for what she believes in and does exactly what she thinks. Hello. How's everybody out there doing in podcast land? <laughs> um, my name is Lori Lozano, as you know. I live here in Texas, I'm from Houston, and um, I am a barber. Okay, Lori, go ahead and share a great experience that you've overcame and how you did it. Well, today I want to talk about how I came to the decision to become a barber. Um, so I guess what I overcame was, was, um, myself and finally kind of seeing what was right in front of me the whole time. Um, so I'll rewind a little bit. Um, in 97, I became a licensed cosmetologist and, um, you know, I did that for, you know, six years. And I have to be honest, like, um, it wasn't my thing. <laughs> my first year in, in the salon, I remember thinking like, I hate this. I really hate this. And I guess I just had a different idea of what the experience would be like than what it was in like a real, what it was like in real life. And, um, I wasn't digging it. I was like, uh, so I, I instantly started to, look for ways to use my license other than cutting hair or other than being in the salon, shall I put it, because I had already gotten a license, you know, I, I just, I was young, you know, when I got my license, I was like uh, 20, so I went into school, I was 19, got my license at 20, um, and, you know, uh, just I, did, I already have the license. I have to do something with it. So every time I saw other, you know, cosmetologists doing something else, I'd go up to them and be like, how are you doing this? You know, like if somebody was teaching, I'd say, how are you doing this? Because, you know, I'd rather be in that position than in this position. So I was constantly trying to look for different ways to utilize my license. Um, and I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. It was, you know, I'd get into this salon and they're like, oh, we need you to color hair, but we also need you to do pedicures. I'm like, what? I'm like, uh, they're like, oh, get into this salon. They're like, oh, we need you to do these highlights and these perms. I'm like, what? So it was a constant jump doing things that I had to get good at because it was what I was in some way. I felt like I was kind of forced to do it if I wanted to keep a job, but I'm going to jump to like, I'm going to just jump way ahead. So that's like kind of like seven years of doing that in Texas, you know, um, I'm from Houston. So I started there and that's where I did. I had most of my first experiences in the industry and, um, I eventually moved to South Texas. I had more experiences there. I was there five years and eventually I decided to move from Texas and I landed, and this is a long story. I won't go into that too much, how I got to California, but all of it was like, 
so divine how all of this happened. But I'm going to stick to the cosmetology part and then how it turned into barbering. So along the way, I was always like really mostly comfortable with cutting men's hair. Um, because I loved using my scissors in my comb and just like cutting hair. That was like the one thing I loved doing. Um, but I could never really focus on it because everywhere I worked at, they wanted me to do all these other services that I was like, ugh, so nervous about. I'm like, oh, you know, doing hair color, I'd be in the back praying like, oh God, please let this hair come out right. <laughs> because it was, it was nerve wracking. It wasn't, I was, I was just nervous, you know, it was, I just, it was hard to predict the outcome. Whereas I, I did get really good at cutting hair and I could predict that outcome so much more better. I just, I just felt so much more natural, whether I was doing long hair, short hair, whatever haircutting was like my thing. So fast forward to, you know, me having moved to the Bay area, which was not planned, but it happened and it was pretty amazing. Um, I was there for two years and, um, you know, just, kind of like learning a whole lot more about myself by the time I got there you know I was like 27 so it was just a lot of learning about myself and wanting to expand and um, just I don't know be away from family and just grow who I am and grow into myself and the Bay Area was that place that I landed it wasn't planned it just happened that way but um, after being there for two years, I really, really wanted out of just, like, everything. I was like, oh, my God, life is crazy. The United States is crazy. I think I was learning too much politically. I, that I, Things I didn't know. I was pretty naive <laughs> politically um, when I left uh, Texas. You know, I had nothing to do with politics. I was more of an artist. I painted. I was, you know, I was, you know, I played guitar. I, I did hair. So I was just like, when I got there, I was like, politics? What? And so I just learned too much. I guess I found out too much. And I wanted to like relocate and go to Mexico where, you know, the ocean was there and I didn't have to think about politics. <laughs> so long story short, I ended up back in Texas after two years of being in California. And I was like, you know, I don't know what my life's doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I just know, like, I just felt like running away. You know, I just wanted to run away from everything because I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied with a lot of things in my life. Um, Although I had a pretty good life. Um, And then talking to my mom, she was like, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change everything up. I'm going to like, I want to travel the world. I don't want to, I don't want to do hair anymore. I want to, I just want to do something different and change up my life. And she's like, okay, what do you want to do? I was like, "Mm, I want to travel the world. So why don't I like be a flight attendant? (laughs) She's like, well, so I started looking at jobs and I was like, oh, you know, I, I, they even flew me out to Chicago. They're like, you know, come and see this, you know, I don't know what, what, what company it was. I was like, okay, I'm in on the first round, and then I was going to go to the second round, and I was talking to my mom, and she's like, you know, why don't you just build on what you've built up so far? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you spent all these years becoming a hairstylist, and you're actually really good at it. You know, you've, you've, you know, you've worked in 
Houston and South Texas and now in California. She's like, you know, why don't you just, instead of start all over doing something else, why don't you just keep building this up and see where it leads? And I was like, oh, hmm. well, I hadn't really thought of that in that way. And I was like, well, and I had run away from the Bay Area because things weren't going my way. And I was, I don't know, I was just hitting so many walls. I was like, what am I doing? I think I was learning too much. <laughs> and I was young and naive. And so I was like, well, I do feel like I ran away from the Bay, which makes me feel like there's something there that I had that like that I have yet to discover but I didn't because I left too early um I was like well okay if I want to keep doing what I'm doing and get and use my license then I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do and I'm going to teach that's the one thing that seems interesting to me in this field is teaching and so I was like Okay, I made up my mind. So I went online and started looking for jobs. And at this point, I'm in Texas looking to go back to the Bay Area. And I started looking for jobs. And I was like, okay. So from Houston, I started applying for jobs in the Bay. And then when they started responding, I just, like, went there. I was like, all right. It looks like some of these people are going to want to talk to me in person. So I'm leaving. (laughs) And I went, I went back <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had some cool people there. They're like, yeah, just come stay with us. You know, so I was just kind of like living on a whim as I did the whole time I was there, which was great. But, um, you know, I was like, I had this, this, this thing in my head where I was, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to figure out what it is. I'm going to finally do the thing that I've been wanting to do, which is teach. So I ended up getting this job with this huge company that everybody knows of, and I won't say the name. Because uh, they ended up hiring me and then, like, firing me pretty quick. Because, like, within a month, they're like, yeah, you're just not as far along as we thought you would be. Like, we're going to need to do so much training to get you where you need to be. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, so, you know, sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. I was shocked. I was like, what? That right there, like, kind of was, I was like hold on, like, I had to, like, slap my own head, my own face a little bit, I was, like, that kind of, like, threw me for a loop, and it made me question, like, my path a little bit, um, but, you know, I, I continued, you know, I went back to this place, to the salon I used to work with, and I went there, when, uh, they, like, let me back in, so I started cutting there again, and, at this point, I, I was really like, please don't throw me any hair color. Just let me cut hair, please. And at this other at this other moment, this other job I had applied for started to come through and be like, well, we want to talk to you. And it was this place in Oakland at a community college where they still do trades there. Um, and so that took a long time, but they ended up hiring me. And I ended up getting um, – like a position as an administrative assistant in the cosmetology department and which was completely different from what I was doing. Like the whole time for the whole seven, eight years, whatever that I've had my license majority, I focused on my hands and people's hair. And then all of a sudden I'm like behind a computer in this small little room trying to organize students like test scores and, the, the work they've completed in order to graduate. 
and I'm like, oh my god. So it was like, it was it was like I'm gonna take this job because at least I'm finally like in a cosmetology educational department. Like it's the first step that's gonna help me get to where I want to be, which is to teach. So they're like, well, yeah, if you want to teach here, you're gonna have to get like a degree. I was like, oh, I don't know. So I just kind of stuck with that job, um, you know, and continue like living my life and enjoying the Bay Area, which I love. And um, eventually, um, yeah, after like two years there, um, I started to get pretty good at my job. <laughs> and is what I call like having like, I don't remember if it's like your left brain or your right brain when they say that you're you're very creative like I think it's they say you're using your right brain do you know I think it's I think it's the left but I am not sure because I always got that wrong <laughs> too <laughs> it's probably I don't a know thing, I swear I don't yeah. know but it was the first time in my life that I was using the other side of my brain because the work I was doing in there was like so detailed and so organized and it was like so it was the opposite of creative or I don't know I don't want to say the opposite of creative but it was definitely very structured where creativity is kind of like all over the place and so I really gained a lot of like um that was very, I just, I don't know what it was you call it, but I gained, I, I feel like I gained access to my other side of my brain. <laughs> that's that's the best way I could put it. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this world is insane. So that happened. <clears throat> and I was like, man, I, I don't think I'm going to get my degree because I just can't imagine being on this campus longer, you know, than I need to. I think I was just lazy. I went, when, when, when work, when it came to like, work being over I wanted to leave and then go and enjoy my life I didn't want to like go to school it just didn't make sense to me I was like I don't know but um you know as life would have it I met a girl and I really liked her and I was like oh hi (laughs) after going on a date like you know she was like basically told me oh yeah I'm moving to New York like in a month I was like really I was like that's cool whatever you know um but after the first date I was like dang I really liked her so you know my stable job that I had at the community college um I was like you know what so I was like just told her like hey listen like why don't why don't I go with you to New York you know you say you're going there to grow why don't we grow together and she's like, well, all right, you know, come with me to New York. So I was like, yes. Like, I completely gave up a solid job <laughs> that stabilized me for the first time in my life to go run off and be in love and go to New York. And it was exciting. So, I mean, I just, you know, I went and did that. And I thought, you know what? You know, people, were, My mom was like, what are you going to do in New York, huh? you going to do hair? What are you going to do? I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm, if I'm going to go to New York, I'm going to do the one thing that I've been meaning to get to and wanting to do, which is I'm going to teach. And she's like, all right. So I went there and I moved there. We got an apartment. We, we, you know, got our place settled and stuff. And she was already working. She went there like six months before I did. So we kind of did long distance for a while. 
And um, that's not kind of, that's a long distance. That's like one side of the country to the other, basically. <laughs> that's really far. So I ended up moving there. Um, and, you know, I started looking for jobs in, in private cosmetology schools. And I got hired by one. And I was like, whoa, I was like shocked. I was like, oh my God. So I don't have any like teaching background. I just have this one job where I was an administrative assistant and I was like, hey, I was excited. I was so excited. Here I am in New York City. I'm about to like take on this, this task that this thing that I've been wanting to do. It's, you know, it was, it was nerve wracking, but it was like amazing. It was amazing. Um, it was a huge, you know, curveball, a learning curve. Is that what you call it? Yeah. A huge learning a learning curve, but I was just so ready to take on the challenge that I just like, I was in it. I was in it. I was in it to win it. And I was going to do anything it took for me to like, you know, be there and, and, and take this challenge under my wings and do it well as best I could. And it was, it was really, really hard, <laughs> you know, um, it's no joke. I have this saying now because of that whole experience well first of all okay you got to look at it this way you're in New York City you're a teacher you're in a cosmo you're in a cosmetology school all the students are paying big money um to be in this school and they're there looking at you waiting to learn something and have all the answers and because it's New York they want they want the best education and they want the like they want top notch because they in their minds are like oh I'm gonna be the best right like what is this teacher gonna teach me what does she know that I can know well, I gotta you know like pick her brain and it was really intense <laughs> and these are adults and young adults middle-aged adults older adults everything in between and so it was it was a huge growing experience from relearning experience um so it only, I think I lasted like, like as a full-time daytime teacher, I lasted like six months or something like that. And then I was like, tell my girlfriend, I was like, yo, I'm going to quit. Hell no. Like, I'm, this is too much. I would like stay up late at night, reading these books, studying these books. Like I needed to know the answer to all these cosmetology questions. Cause you know, like when you're in the salon and stuff, you don't need to know all this stuff, but all of a sudden, like, this is like book smarts. You got to like be teaching them and stuff on top of everything. Oh, and I was just so tired. <laughs> and it was intense, you know. Um, so I went in and I told the director, I was like, you know what, I, you know, I quit. You know, I'm, I'm done with this. She's like, really? Are you sure? I was like, uh, yeah. She's like, okay, okay, okay. Think about this. How about you do the night program, which is part time? And I was like, uh, I'll think about it. So like my celebration became like a oh man I got something to think about and I ended up taking that the night position I was like well screw it it's part time <laughs> at least I don't have to wake up at six in the morning <laughs> and I still have a job <laughs> no you know what she asked me she said she said why don't you be a substitute teacher that's what she said ah oh, snap 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 and I was like oh damn she's like you only have to work whenever other teachers you know call in and they need they need a backup and I was like man this sounds kind of good so I took that you know because I was like I need to rest <laughs> I was so tired. 
I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you one scenario. I'll give you one scenario in this class. Okay, so it's the first class that I'm in and I'm like shadowing this teacher that's been there like forever and she's like a senior teacher and she knows her shit, right? So like I'm in there shadowing and you know, I think one day she decided to not come in and that was my day like okay, well, you know. <sighs> the main instructor is not here. Miss Lou's not here. So like, Lori, you're going to take over, you know, you know what to do. These are your students. You've had them for like, you know, I don't know, six weeks at this point, four weeks. I don't remember. She's like, you know, you know what to do. And we'll put another teacher in with you. You know, they'll come in every now and then and come check on you or whatever. All right. So I'm up at the podium. The students are like studying their books or whatever. And so (laughs) one of the, one of the students raised her hand. She was Miss L. And I was like, they called me Miss L, which was really affectionate. I, I loved it. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, so, you know, and she comes, she's like, she comes up to the desk and she's like, so what is, what is so-and-so, what, what does such and such mean? I don't remember what it was, but it was something technical, like, you know, <laughs> something about the hair structure. <laughs> and I was like, And I was like, oh, shit. In my head, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I really don't know the answer to this. I was like, how am I going to solve this problem? So in a quick instant, I was like, that's what you're supposed to tell me. You're supposed to be in the book study. You tell me what that means. And so she turns around and she walks back to her desk. And I get on the computer real quick and I look it up. What does so-and-so mean? So I'm thinking, like, I need to know this. Why don't I know this answer? (laughs) She goes and sits back down. (laughs) And she goes and sits back, sits back down and to the girl sitting next to her because the whole room's quiet. Everybody's studying. She she puts her hand and leans over and she goes, she doesn't know the answer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell. I, like, I, I don't remember what I did, but it was like there were so many cutthroat moments teaching and it was just like, oh, my God. So long story short, I get this idea. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody keeps telling me, like, like I notice in all these classes, they're learning so much stuff. But one thing they're not learning is how to cut men's hair and short haircutting. It's, like, not even part of the curriculum very much. Like, maybe they get a day of it, maybe two days. That's in 1,600 hours worth of cosmetology. And, teach, you know, the students would complain. I'd be like, no, you're right. So, you know what? I'm gonna talk to the director and I did I was like yo I was like okay I have this idea like I want to do short hair cutting workshops for the students so that they could get like the knowledge that they're not getting you know some side knowledge whatever that they're not getting with what's already in the curriculum and it could be like extra you know and she was like you know what, um, talk to so-and-so. So I went to so-and-so and I was like, told him the same thing. I was like, I really want to do these workshops and, you know, I want to like, I want to, I want to like be able like, th- like they can do it like two weekends in a row or something and, and they can even get a certificate. I'll give them a certificate for completing it and, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, well, uh, write the curriculum and then we'll talk. I was like, okay, I was ready. used to writing curriculum. So I went home, figured out the curriculum and then I sent it to him. He's like, okay, when do you want to start? And I was like shocked. I was like, wait a minute. I just wrote my own 
workshops and I'm about to wait I just got the green light what (laughs) so I was like oh my god so yes this was like the pivotal moment for me in New York City as if there wasn't already so many pivotal moments for me in New York City um and so I'd been at that school for about a year when that happened um and I was just a substitute teacher at this point I wasn't even a full-time teacher um, and so that was it, green light. And so I started passing out flyers in the school and telling people like, Hey, I got these short haircutting workshops. And I remember it was called like, like I named it, like it was my company, although it wasn't a real company, you know, it was just my company. I didn't realize I had to turn it into an LLC or anything like that. And I didn't care, but I, you know, it was like the short, short, what was it? The design lines of, sh- I don't remember what I call it actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I put a lot of detail into everything. <laughs> a lot of detail. And I got like all these images, these updated images of people with all kinds of haircuts, whether they had fades or whether they had like shaggy hair, whatever they had. I put all these photos together and I started teaching these workshops and students were interested, like insane, crazy interested. And I loved it because I was finally doing something even in that school and even in my career that I was really enjoying and I was like in charge of it. Um, so that started happening. And what, here's the part where it got to barbering. When I'd be teaching in a class and just like showing them some techniques or whatever the case be, um, students would be like, Miss L, Miss L, so what do you like in cosmetology? You know, as most people know, or maybe you don't know, um, cosmetology is, there's a whole umbrella of, like, services under there. You know, you can do, like, you can do, like, chemical relaxing, you can do, like, perms, you can do, like, hair color, you could be, you know, you could do, like, eyebrows, you could do makeup, I mean, you could do haircutting, you could do, I mean, there's, there's so many things that people want to focus on in cosmetology, and some people are like, no, I do everything, you know. And so the students would be like, what do you like, Miss L? What's your favorite thing? Um, I was like, you know, at first, when I first started there, I was like, you know, I don't really, you know, I, I would do. And I had to just, I guess I'd never really ask myself these questions. But they were asking me. So I had to, like, come up with the answer on the fly. And at first I was like, mm, well, you know, I did a lot of color I did some cutting. I did some highlighting. At first, it was real vague because I, I guess I didn't know the answer. Another student another day would be like, hey, Miss L, Miss L, what do you like doing? What do you like doing? You know, I'm like, well, you know, and I would really have the same answer until so many students started asking me the same question in different scenarios on different days in different classes. And finally, one day I said, you know what? I guess, honestly, I guess I just really like cutting hair and I like cutting it really short. I guess I should have been a barber. And when I said that, it was like, bing, the light went on. I was like, oh, I should have been a barber. And like, for the first time, I was like, oh my God, I, I just had the answer. I had the answer. I found it. It was in there, buried in me. <laughs> and uh, it was just that moment where I was like, oh. And like, from that moment on, I was like, okay, this is what I got to do. I'm a barber. This is what, I got to be a barber. I got to I got to pursue this. This is me. So I was like, and you know what? I'm doing these short hair cutting workshops. I don't want to get rusty. I'm going to get into a barbershop right now and I'm going to keep doing, I'm going to do a part-time and I'm going to do this part-time. I'm going to only do the workshops and I'm going to only do barbering on the side. And, you know, I was like, I had it all figured out. I got into one of those hybrid 
barbershops where like a lot of people in there are cosmetologists, but then you might have a few barbers in there. So, um, I had actually been trying to get in there, but they would not return my emails or whatever. And then like later, like six months down the road, when I figured out this whole barber thing, like I applied as a barber instead of a cosmetologist and they called me back. They're like, oh yeah, we need a barber. Cause I think you could apply as a cosmetologist, a barber or a like colorist. Cause they did that too, in there too. And so I applied, I says, yeah, I want to do barbering, but you know, I have a cosmo, have a cosmo license. And they're like, ah, well, perfect. You know, that's fine. <laughs> Everybody else in here does too. So it was like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I know you got to get in you got to get it any way you can right definitely <laughs> so that was like me finally in pursuit of the truth in my mind I was like this is it this is what I'm supposed to be doing and um so I like I pursued that like full throttle like push all the way and like I thought it was the best. I thought I was like, you know, I was like going in there, like putting out the best work. But what didn't even think like, oh, I'm putting out my best work. I'm like, I'm putting out the best work. <laughs> and I guess I had to have that ego to like help fuel my purpose. But that's how, I mean, not to say it was right or wrong, but is that's how I did it. That's how I like kept the fire burning under me. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> that's what I did. Um, and that moment kind of like fulfilled itself. I was in that shop for a year, um, really perfecting for that time period of my life, uh, my clipper use, my clipper cuts and, um, really just getting better at, and doing a lot of short haircuts, whether it was men or women and really improving on my time. And, and I was still doing the workshops at the school. I do those, you know, every weekend or every other weekend, but, um, I was still doing those and enjoying them and loving them. Um, but then eventually my girlfriend's mom got sick in California and we made the decision to move back. And that is when <clears throat> I met you Priscilla because I decided to get a job at a shop that you worked at and I hadn't met you yet until that moment and so that was like the next step up for me because at this point I only have a cosmetology license but I'm like in hot pursuit of a barber's license and to be a barber actually I was not in hot pursuit of a license I just wanted to be a really good barber And then this shop that I went to where you were in um, was more of a barber shop than the shop I was in in New York. That one was totally a hybrid shop. I mean, they still did like hair color, they blowouts, you can, you know, you can go in there and get a blowout (laughs) Um, and some long layers, you know, (laughs) and I, you know, so like um, the shop in and the mission was definitely more like, okay, no, we're sticking to hot towel shaves and haircuts only and mostly men, you know. So I did that for a while, for like a year actually there. And I had my first razor class with y'all. And, you know, they didn't care that I didn't have a license. They're like, yeah, you want to learn how to razor and you're willing to do it? We're going to show you and put you in the class. Like, perfect. 
But, you know, I got enough flack, especially in, 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 in a, like, New York. There was a guy that worked with me at that barbershop. He was just such an asshole. He was, like, gave all the cosmetologists a hard time. He was like, ah, you're not even barbers. You know, and he would, like, just, like, have this attitude towards us. And I was like, ugh. And I just really used that as, like, the grit that made me want to just, like, be better and be better than him. And he's not even that good. And whatever, you know, it's just like, ah. And I had this like this fire. I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna do this. And so by the time I got to like back to the bay and I'm learning this these new techniques and improving as much as I could, I just finally decided it was like, you know what? It doesn't matter how much I learn and how good I get. I need that license. And I want that license because I need it to like validate what I'm doing. It needs to be official. In my mind, that's what I thought anyways. So, you know, eventually, you know, I went back to Houston and got into school, did the three months crossover program, which I did in two months, and got a license. And it was like, ah, I was like, finally, it was finally, I did it, I did it, I did it. And that whole um, process and experience is a whole thing in itself but just like getting to realize barbering was my path um and even while I was on it it just like I realized looking back and in that moment I looked back I was was like how could I have not realized that I should have been a barber like I don't regret my path but it was so clear when I looked back at it because here's a crazy thing the very first job I ever had in my entire life, I was 14 years old. And my mom helped me get this job because I was a troubled teen and I was getting in trouble and I was I was a really troubled teen for a lot of reasons. But she asked this guy that came to her job if he could give me a Saturday job in his shop. And he said, sure. And... um so I went over there, and it was this old French guy from from uh, Louisiana, and he owned a barbershop. And I would work there on Saturdays, Saturdays only, and I'd go in there, and I'd sweep the floors. I'd refill the neck strips. Um, you know, I would, like, fold the towels. He would let me wash the customer's hair before he cut it. I would do little small things around the shop just to, like, be busy and have and earn my $30 for the day, (laughs) you know? And, um, I was like, Oh my God, my very first job was in a freaking barbershop. How could I have not seen it? Um, but you know, everything for a reason, everything for a reason, you know, um, by the time I became a teenager and had to make a decision what I was going to do in my life when I was 18 or I was 19, the only thing I can think of was hair. But at the time in Houston, like visible changes was the bomb. It was everything, right? Like you'd go into the mall, into the Galleria Mall, and you'd see like these supermodels in there doing hair. Um, and they looked so good. They were always dressed in black. Their hair looked good. And I was like, oh my God. I walked in there one day. I was like 18 or 17. And I, I just walked right in. And I says, how do I get a job in here? 
And they're like, oh, well, you know, we have a school. And I was like, what? So I never forgot that. And I was like, 17, right? I was like, what? I have a school? <laughs> so it was like the bomb, like visible changes. <sighs> Anybody from Houston knows. Anybody from Texas, actually, because they did, you know, spread out, um, you know, outside of Houston. But um, so, yeah, when when, it, when I was 19 and it came time to decide what I was going to do, the only thing I could think of was to go to school to do hair. But I didn't know at that time that there was a difference between a barber and a cosmetologist. And I'd already been wooed into seeing the that salon in the, in the, in the Galleria, just everybody looking so good. I'm like, I want to look good like that. <laughs> that was how I figured out barbering. The way it all happened was like, serendipity or something it was like crazy I love that and how everything literally like was like you have to take one step and then uncomfortably you have to take a next step and then it's just like you just go higher and higher and higher and then you look down at yourself you're like wow like everything was literally in front of me like why couldn't I have seen that back then but you literally have to go through those changes and steps and you know, like everything is just aligned and you you just go forward. And even if you don't know the answers now, figure it out and then you're one step higher and then you're like, whoa, like what? Like why can I have like that person to tell me this is like what I needed to do to get here now? But I definitely like used what like I saw what they were doing and, and used it and inserted that in my path. It looked that good. I was like, oh, man. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. Just, I mean, like, that that span of, like, that was, it took me, in hindsight, it took me 13 years to figure out, like, 13 years of being in cosmetology to figure out that barbering was a much better fit for me. Crazy, but you have to definitely go through the experiences because you know there will be people out there like like oh why can't I just like be in that state like I need to know it now like you need that experience because that will build you into your you know like where you want to be in the future that's gonna be you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to say, I did leave out a lot of detail on my stories just to kind of get to the point, because there's so much craziness in between. Like, if you think about the time span of 13 years, I mean, that was literally me going from, like, 20 to, like, 32 or 33. Like, <laughs> I messed up so much in that time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just the lessons I learned in 13 years, you can't, t I mean, in one year, so much can happen. In 13 years, oh my God, like so much heartbreak and so much self discovery, you know, so much, um, you know, getting to really learn who I am and, you know, uh, just, you know, learning to trust my path was, has really, seems like it's been, the real journey is learning to trust my path um, and um, learning to like 
love myself and learning to basically like it's okay to be afraid but still go for it <laughs> you know um definitely <laughs> I mean you're gonna take some hits in life for sure your heart takes hits your head takes hits I'm telling you man my head took a hit when they fired me from that place <laughs> I was like what <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure I've ever been fired as an adult, <laughs> but because I know I did get fired as a teenager, <laughs> but that's a whole different story. Thank you so much for sharing your whole adventure story. That was like crazy, but I definitely, um, I'm happy that you expressed that and, you know, like there could be so many people out there, like going maybe through the same thing and maybe they went through that but you know people that are maybe looking into um, cosmetology or barbering maybe they can know like oh I wonder what it is that I like but honestly you have to go through the experience because if you don't then you're not going to know but you have to definitely do that um, but Lori um, if you want to spread in a positive message for the world go ahead and express that Okay, well, I have a few kind of sayings that I go by that I learned. Well, this was the one that I learned from that experience, which is you think you are the teacher, but you really are the student. Um, and that's because I learned so much about myself by being a teacher is because the students are really they reflect back at you like we're all a reflection of one another. Um, but it's really amplified in a classroom um, how students reflect back at you. And like I said, had they not been questioning me so much about who I am and, and you know, their interest in what I was taking interest in, I wouldn't have even come up with the answer because it's insane how much we go through this life without asking ourselves questions like what do I like you know what I mean what do I want <laughs> what 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 about this don't I like so I mean I think that's that's an amazing experience to be a, a teacher because um, you learn so much and also too um you know with that whole journey it's, you know, to trust your path because sometimes our main goal is a portal to our next goal. So, you know, like with my whole thing and that whole path was like, well, I've always wanted to be a teacher, so I'm going to do that. So once I accomplished that goal and in the middle of that goal, still about that goal and doing it, is when I found my next goal. It's <laughs> like, what? So like once you get to that place where you're meeting your goal, like it's it's like it became like this portal for this next stage in my life that became even greater. And um that's where I find myself now actually. Um is um now that I'm a barber, I've been a barber for five years and I've had an amazing time being creative. And I feel like I'm kind of, I'm at this place where I'm like, 
the next portal is opening up. <laughs> so I'm going to head a direction and I don't yet know what it is, but I just feel it. That portal is opening up. Like things are about to change and shift and, and I'm, you know, like the path, you know, just trust your path, follow your ideas, trust your path, follow your ideas and, you know, move towards them. Um, that's what I would say. Follow your ideas. All right. Thank you so much for that. That was everything about it. And you, like, very, very strong and, you know, like, very full of energy and of that future being, but, like, still keeping yourself, like, that fire lit, like, you're not like, oh, I'm going to blow up, blow out. Like I am staying remain of who I am and what I know. And like you said, that feeling that, you know, that something great is coming and keeping that alive. Like that is wonderful because a lot of people, especially of times being of now, they, you know, they could give up or they could just be like, well, like, what am I going to do now? What's my next thing? But for you to like stay and having that alive, like that's very very good and it, I think it's the most um, powerful thing to like think of in your mind and actually express in being you and you know keep doing it and keep doing what you love because I can see and I know so many people out there that are in you know well my old industry but um, at a pause being but they're kind of like oh like you know like I can't do this anymore so I need a new alternative i need to learn new a different thing because i can't do that now but you know for mm -hmm. you being that bright about it like that is incredible it shows so much how strong of a person that you really are and how much that you can capture and keep going forward and not not just putting a reason out there like oh no it stopped i'm gonna stop too like you go and you do it and i love it and keep doing it that's wonderful. But I love that about you. Ah, thank you, Priscilla. Well, I will tell you, <clears throat> this podcast that you're making, it's another way of reflecting my story back at me. It basically helps me to, it's another way to keep me motivated and to see the positivity in my path because now I'm telling my story and sometimes when you're in your story, it's a lot less exciting. But then when you tell it, you remember how far you've come. And so, like, I see your podcast as a reflection, like, whoever you're going to have on your show or, you know, whatever guests you're going to have. It, it's just it's a really huge opportunity to reflect, um, you know, back on all that you've achieved and. It always helps, you know, it helps you be like, you know what, I did do something, didn't I? I did, I did meet that goal. I did accomplish something. So, you know, so much thanks to you for having me on your podcast, which I really enjoy. I really do. I love the way that you approach your stories. Um, so I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everything that who and everything that you do and who you are as a person. Um, but yeah, Lori, I want to thank you for being on Be Bold, Transform, You Do Matter. And everyone out there who's listening, go ahead and follow Lori.
So you can find me on Instagram, L-O-R-I underscore underscore L-O-Z as in zebra, A-N-O. So I have a website as well, proudpeoplebarber.com. Yeah, and you can find me there. You can get a hold of me there. Thank you so much for listening to my story today. Thank you so much, Lori, for being on the show today. It really means so much. And I love the fact that you love the podcast and you can see um, yourself a little bit more clear and recognize. Here are the takeaways. Number one, you must jump into new experiences. And from those experiences, you must start learning about yourself. Number two, do what you love. Number three, reconnect with your roots. Number four, use your talent and teach them to everyone. Number five, practice makes perfect. Number six, create a workshop. Number seven, do things that no one does. Number eight, investigate your favorite talents. Number nine, Lessons are valuable. Number 10, it's okay to be afraid, but still go for it. Number 11, you are the best teacher, but you really are the student. Number 12, trust your path. It's your portal and follow your ideas. I would like to thank everyone who is listening and benefiting from this. So go ahead and please share with your friends, your family, and let everyone know that it's okay and that whatever they're going through, that they can achieve it and get it done. And we want to move forward and stop that imposter syndrome. Let's just move forward and go. You guys got this.